Just to reintroduce the two Marks from Cavalli Cafe, we have Mark Egbury, who's Operations Manager, and Executive Chef at the Pragmar Group, that is Mark Molnar, who is, you can hear, he's preparing for us the next dish. But Mark Egbury, you're a fan of coffee and you were saying, because you make it at home, you make your own, you have it in the kitchen, you've got it on sort of drip, but it's good quality coffee, that you don't have any concerns about how much coffee you're drinking a day. I don't. Um, perhaps I should, but you know, so far I haven't, uh, I haven't come up against any problems. And I do. I do drink a lot of coffee. I, I get up at around 6am to go to the gym and I take a a cup of coffee with me and uh, that's how I start my day. Well, the EU Food Safety Authority is saying that an adult's daily caffeine intake should ideally remain below 400 milligrams per day. That's roughly the same as five single espressos or five standard um, cans of energy drink. Well, that said, Suzanne, I mean, coffee, just like any item that we put in our bodies, we all have different tolerances, and some of us can tolerate coffee mm. and caffeine, and others cannot. I know people who cannot uh, sleep if they have that, coffee after me. 6 o'clock. Yeah. Mm. I, can, I can, no problem. I can drink it at 1 o'clock in the morning. I can wow. go to sleep. So, mm. yeah, we are all different. Well, that's exactly right, and that's advising those people that are texting in. One person here is saying, I drink seven black coffees with no sugar a day. Is that really bad? Should I be drinking decaf? You know, it's really up to you, but um, listen to your body and how mm, you're responding. Exactly. I think I'd be more concerned if you were having seven cans of an energy drink exactly. rather than, you know, a, just a, full of sugar. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Abdullah says, uh, firstly, thank you for making me go extremely hungry from all those delicious <laughs> recipes that you guys are discussing. Uh, secondly, I just take one uh, coffee, maximum, maybe maximum of two cups of coffee per day. I prefer the Americano. And the Colombian medium roast is the absolute best with a small pinch of sugar. That's it for me. So there you go. People are into their coffee. You know, I like my Boone coffee and having been to Ethiopia and seen where that comes from. And of course, you can get that roast and made here and uh, we have that in our office and that's our choice at the moment um, Coffee Planet as well is a good one I really enjoy their coffee as well Coffee Planet also do the capsules yes. so if you have an espresso machine you can also use Coffee Planet mm. capsules in there which actually um, are really cost effective mm. um, and great variety of flavours as well I must say I'm glad that we've all uh, pronounced it correctly as well the espresso. fact that it's espresso I, no X in it. I have a pet peeve with espresso <laughs> you know it's not espresso it's espresso but there you have. go. You've been told by Susanna. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> uh, okay, so let's move over then to our little kitchenette here in the studio with Chef Mark. And uh, you're halfway through preparing what for Can us? Can I add coffee, coffee subject? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I find it very important that uh, uh, the wrong habit of having uh, espresso after a long meal, especially dinner, is very bad because your body, the heart is pumping uh, blood to your digestion system for digesting. <laughs> And then if you take a coffee, then, then it's just an extra uh, shock. or it's more uh, of a stress on the body. Yes. So Interesting, I didn't know that. Definitely you should not uh, do this late Not night. Not have your espresso after. Have after a nice peppermint meal, tea, yes. a nice fresh Everyone does, mint. but that's Ooh. actually really yeah. bad for you. Boo, says Mark, <laughs> the coffee fan. But you know what's really <laughs> nice uh, with dinner, if we're talking about dinner and coffee, is actually to rub your mm. meat Yum. with coffee grains good, uh, good before you venison. roast it. Delicious. Yeah. A nice dry rub. Interesting. is a small word. We just had a coffee marinated flank steak tasting yesterday at Cali ah, Cafe for the new see? menu. Oh. Really? Yes. I'm on the pulse here. Mm. I can, Great mind. Yes. <laughs> and how was it, Chef? Tell us about this. It's, it's delicious. next week in our uh, weekly menu, oh. if I'm right. I'll be sure yes. menu, yes. We do a, a, a weekly changeover of a, of a small menu, a mm. prefix slash bistro, two course, yeah. three course kind of meal where you can come in and 
select some of the new dishes which will eventually end up on the menu. And where is Cavalli Cafe? Cavalli Cafe is uh, situated uh, opposite the walk at the uh, the beach mall complex. We're in the on the far end. Yeah, um, near the Sheraton. End. Near the Sheraton, by the Double Tree. Uh, I think it's called M3 Development. Okay, and uh, access. You wanted to talk about access. I did actually, because there seems <laughs> to be a there seems to be a misconception about JBR at the moment. I think everybody who's lived in Dubai for a while understands that JBR and traffic has been a nightmare for a long time. But um, since the mall has been developed, and you know, there's been a lot of uh, opening of the roads. It's much easier around there. The trams open now, so it's not yeah, so that, difficult. Yeah, that has made a huge difference. I think everyone goes, "Oh, the walk, there's no parking." But actually, there's, there's a huge car park always, underneath always the beach. Always go to S. In oh, the parking. Yes. That's Inside where the we tip. are. S Don't ever stop B for yeah. S letter. This is where we are. And yeah, we um, you know, advice. all the all the venues and uh, you know the whole mall complex validates those who come and park there. So it's not even an expense. It's uh, it's worth the visit. Chef, can we talk about the dish? Yes. Talk us through what you've been doing. All right. Uh, this is our f- one of our, the favorite uh, salad, quinoa. Um, it became a little bit trend, so everywhere there's quinoa, but honestly, that I think uh, 9 out of 10, that maybe you have a boring quinoa salad, no? Maybe it's cold, maybe it's tasteless. Yeah, plain, boring. Well, quinoa is tasty. tasteless. Quinoa is tasteless. You have to add flavor true, to it. True, true. It's a texture, apart from very healthy, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's gluten-free and it's a uh, slow carb. And uh, uh, you have to add all the ingredients to make it tasty. We have so, it's a g- so it's a good vehicle for, for flavors. It's yes. your curry, it is. You add, you add in your fruits or spices or protein, yes. and it's just a good base, really. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that quinoa, as, as healthy as it is, and it, and it is on trend, of course. We've been eating it now for crazy about it for years. I it's hate actually the word trendy, but it is I know, really but it trendy. is. It's popular. Yeah. That's the word. That's but a better it, word. It's actually a seed. That's what quinoa is. Okay. It's a seed. It's not a grain. Right. And, uh, of course, it's gluten-free. And good protein as well. Absolutely. So for vegetarians who need a bit of protein, non-meat protein in their diets, so it's, a very, it's a great one. Mm-hmm. So what's in this quinoa, One, uh, one other little oh. secret I would mention oh. about quinoa. He's all the tips uh, today, <laughs> chef. <laughs> that, uh, the parking. We know that it comes from uh, a part, not only Bolivia, I think it's also in Peru. But, yep. uh, but there is, I can't remember what was the name of this plant, but... Uh, when they're trying to grow quinoa in uh, other countries, they're never going to be the same uh, nutrition contents because the real one is only has in Bolivia because on those mountains there's a plant mm-hmm. which is goes close to the quinoa. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess it's like uh, like vineyards that you know mm-hmm. ar- around the world you get different qualities. Interesting. Terroir. Sure, it's like terroir. Mm. Exactly. That's yes, the word I was like thinking. It's of. Like oh, yeah. Tokai, Hungarian wine. You can only do in Tokai. Exactly. Climate, similar. Yeah. So to change. So. Back to the quinoa, uh, we soak shortly before we cook it because uh, apart from uh, it's absorbed a little bit liquid, it also has to see something with enzymes that is easier to digest mm-hmm. when you soak. I always suggest to soak any kind of legume or seed before cooking. And then, uh, do you have a preference for color, like the the red uh, quinoa, white quinoa? No, I we like all of them. We actually have in the menu the Both. that white quinoa salad, and we also have a red quinoa salad. Mm-hmm. Um, me, if I want to say in a subject uh, 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 advice, that I would not go for tricolor because they are different, so you should not cook them the same so time. So it cooks differently. Yes. You, so you should cook so separate in the mix. And then mix uh, So when would be more al dente when one's ready? Yeah. Okay, okay. so Chef, do you want to carry on? You've still yes. got more to do. So, so add, add what you need to add. Yeah. 
What do you need to do next? I added a little bit of olive oil. I added a little bit of lemon juice, sea salt, freshly grinded black pepper. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of pomegranate. We have a little bit of uh, raisins, which was also soaked before to mm-hmm. have a little bit more softer and nice texture. We have some uh, roasted uh, almond flakes. And we have a little bit mint leaves, some mm-hmm. fresh parsley, and some fresh chives. So you're playing around with different textures, obviously, with crunch and herbs. And you're also doing the, yes. the sweet and sour, uh, yes. which is, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, you, people know how much I love pomegranates. And pomegranates are going to give you that nice fruity crunch. Well, mm. it's coming over to you, Suzanne. Yes, first, can't wait. So have a, <laughs> have a little taste and, and let us know. Uh, the, the challenges, I've tried to cook quinoa at home, and I find it quite difficult. You know, it ends yeah. up being too wet and you know mm. just to you know get it that get it right um so how would you would advise on the cooking of quinoa well uh, i mean you know less water obviously and and uh, once you've cooked it and it and you've tasted it and it tastes correct or al dente then you should um uh, drain it of the mm. excess liquid okay. i mean that's the key especially if you want to use it as a salad you want it to be fluffy yeah. and not soggy and a little bit of bite to it yes yes so that's really the key. So have a yes. taste. Have you got a fork there? I okay, do let us know what you think. And yes. Helen, it's coming over to you as well. <laughs> I never see my eyes. <laughs> When's it coming to me? Um, one thing, I, I cooked some quinoa recently and I ended up having quite a lot left over. And you can use it for baking. So you can make quinoa. Oh, thank you. You can make uh, quinoa muffins or um, adding fruit as like a, a bake. Which is, which right, is great. really so nice, of course, great for, for mornings. And uh, you know what I like to do with quinoa as well is um, even if I'm using it as a salad like this, I would also um, toast or fry quinoa to place on top. Ah. Mm. So I'm actually using it as a texture as nice. well, so it gives it a little crunch. Did I give you a, a secret I should have given you? No, How was I, that, Suzanne? I, I, I You're going to credit in the menu. <laughs> How was it? Uh, it was delicious, actually. It was nice. Um, really uh, bright. Very bright because of the herbs. I could taste mm. there was coriander, there was mint, and you also had uh, zucchini in there. Uh, am I right, Chef? That was yes. zucchini uh, that you had. Grilled zucchini. A grilled yes. zucchini, yes. yes. Zucchini Which is nice. So aubergine, yeah. I can see aubergine as well as mm. uh, something nice and sweet. So that sweet and sour combination. Yeah, the pomegranate's um, a little pop. Lovely. Mm. Yep. Yep, it ticked all my boxes. I love it. Good work, chef. And again, you know, <laughs> the sweetness with the lemon juice. Please and come the to the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Yourself. And is, so is that served in the cafe as um, as a main or a side or as a canapé? How, do, how does that, how is that served with you guys? We, we serve it as, um, it's in our salad, salad. section. Salad, so, okay. Yeah, so, you, so I was thinking that would be lovely with, you know, some like grilled chicken, mm. like a chi- you know, chicken thighs and that on the side. Mm. But equally, you could have a pile of it for lunch quite happily on its own. And we are continuing as we are uh, trying the different flavours and tastes and ingredients from the Cavalli Cafe and particularly with their new catering concept so you can get to uh, try this food in your in your own home or if you're having a party or a big event even bringing their flair and expertise and of course when it comes to Cavalli it's all about style now Chef has moved to our little kitchenette here in the studio uh, just explain what you're going to be cooking for us Chef yeah, uh, it's going to be the Fiorentina de Wagyu, which is a very simple Wagyu steak. And uh, just a little bit side on the side, very simple. It's more about how perfectly the meat is going to be cooked. And, and what's what's great about the Wagyu? Why why did you pick that piece of meat specifically? I'm very passionate about beef. To the meantime, we're talking about healthy food. I think uh, if it's quality beef and Wagyu, it's also very, very healthy. Mm-hmm. You hear about the omega-3, omega-6 ratio. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and Wagyu has a nice marbling, a uh, lot, lot of fat, yes. in be- so we're so going to have a really chef. tender beef. I missed that. What, the what ratio? The omega-3, omega-6. Oh, omega-6. Omega. 
Ah. That's very important. Mm. Good stuff. Okay, Chef, so we'll let you continue and get started because there's a certain time on this, isn't it? It's going to take about 10 minutes to prepare, is that right? Yes, 10 minutes, 8 minutes. Okay, so off you go. You carry on with that. And just to talk a little bit more about Wagyu uh, and understanding the origins of this. So originally from Japan, uh, the first Wagyu... Mm-hmm, exactly imported into Australia was a, a cow in 1990 mm-hmm. and then in 1991 a shipment of frozen semen and embryos mm-hmm. was uh, imported so well yeah I mean it's an Appalachian control so if it's from if it's from Japan uh, there's three or four beef producing areas in in Japan that do different grades of beef but Wagyu is the or oh, sorry Kobe is the most well known. Is um, Kobe the one where they massage the cows? Well, it's yeah, they're, they're <laughs> treated five star. Do they? <laughs> yes. A little is. massage in the morning. Yeah, a little, little foot rub. Little, a very little activity. They don't. Little they don't move around. And a, a very yeah. specific. Okay. Diet. So the meat doesn't get tough. That's right. Yes. Okay. Um, but anything from outside of Japan is referred to as Wagyu, and the Wagyu market has exploded. Mm. Uh, there's different grades of Wagyu that you can eat. Um, we serve a grade nine, which is the best grade you, you can buy. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you hear the sizzle? And How long does it need to be aged uh, to be uh, prime? Wagyu. Well, I, I guess it depends on the cut, but uh, Mark, mm. what would you say? Because um, that's really important for a piece of meat to be aged. Yeah, mm. and then dry aged, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 to 60 days, I would say, but mm-hmm. of course it could be longer. Mm-hmm. But the major thing what I want to mention about Wagyu, what uh, everyone hear about the massaging and oh. the human activity clothes and <laughs> all the all the animals they look like uh, racing horses wow so basically very simple to understand why is the quality and the tenderness because they're relaxed yes the so same like yourself you go for holiday spa massage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eating nice you don't have to stress well uh, it, it, it says something about treating animals with respect all animals does. when they're treated well they're cared for and they're allowed to to roam freely and, and promote you know mm. it, it's natural that the animal is going to of course much like better. people yeah exactly mm. if you invest in yourself and your health and of course you look and feel better exactly even when the animal is about to be slaughtered if an animal is um, stressed and there's yeah, right, a right. you know the, it yeah. will show in the meat in yeah, the muscle the knock-on effect yes, yes. Right. yeah so the other extreme for the very bad quality meat when the poor animals get treated bad, antibiotics, mm. they put them in a truck, like maybe hundreds of them, and then maybe they sell them from Poland to UK, and mm. then they go there for a week, and then they sell them for somewhere else, and then they, s- they slaughtered badly. So yes, the whole process is that the animals are very, very stressed, so their meat is very, very hard. Of course. But the way is the opposite end. They're really making sure that every single process that the, the animals are very relaxed. And, it's yeah, and it doesn't have to be Wagyu either. I mean, I've just no. been in Australia no, right. this year visiting the cattle farms and looking at Australian beef and lamb and, you know, the Angus beef. And yeah. in incredi- you know, the, the farmers are incredibly sensitive about how they treat their animals because they want to know they're producing the best meat, mm. the best beef, the best lamb. But also they actually love animals yes. believe it or not yeah and that's no, applicable true. to every animal including chickens mm. everything needs everything. to be treated with love and care well, and what's quite nice is when you when you are looking for that high quality meat you can get it here in, in the UA and I say if, if a real meat fans prime gourmet in uh, Alcott is a fantastic place to go mm. and often 
and because animals um, the meat's being transported from places like Australia and New Zealand the actual the travelling time can work in your favour because then the meat is able to age and you know it's transported and, and it's effectively hung before it's being sold in the shop and then cooked at home and yeah. this is all very much in keeping with Good Magazine isn't it Helen in that right. you know living life having the best life you can but responsibly exactly and we talk a lot about value and value is not about being cheap it's it's about um, making informed decisions and spending your money wisely and if you are wanting really good quality then you you should be spending a bit more money because that's where the real quality lies yeah you know Helen the problem is there's an industry out there sadly that has sort of ingrained in people's minds that cheap is the way to go and they've tried to make food cheap 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 but so much has been lost Absolutely. in making it so-called affordable to everybody. Of course, and then you look back to the effect of, um, I'm sure, Mark, like the farmers and the mm. effect it has on the farming lifestyle and, and in the UK, the countryside lifestyle. And what's such an important um, industry all over the world is the quality of life for the farmers and the animals are suffering because of the, the prices in the supermarkets. Yes, yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's I mean, I haven't got the story in front of me at the moment, but uh, what's coming out of the UK, Helen, I don't know if you've seen the stories about the farming of chickens mm. and right. mass producing because people's want and need for chicken has just gone and cheap. And as exactly, well. that's, that's it, the through the roof because yeah. it's cheap. And, yeah. and, and so there are more and more farms and they're really opening up the fact that these chickens these animals are not being treated well right and it's really scary actually it's not just the farms within the farms it's also the fact that around those farms how it's affecting because of what's going on the environment and the people living close to those farms of course sorry sorry it's a dominoes effect everybody gets affected this is a food chain Mm. that we from the top to the bottom are affected by and uh, if things are done correctly and and uh, responsibly. You know, responsibly, you have to pay for that as yeah. well. There's a there's a value and that, in and that. That's a positive thing. Yes, because you know, you, yes. you pay you pay for a good quality ingredient. Exactly. You make that ingredient shine when you cook yes. it, and you truly appreciate it. Rather it's value, than, and it's the same with fashion. You know, fast fashion, cheap fashion. This is not mm. a positive thing because you think about much like the the, the kind of manufacturing process. There's compromises <laughs> always. Exactly, yeah. it's yeah. cheap. Set. It's cheap for a reason. Most important message: the final bill when you choosing the cheap food with your final medicine and hospital and operation bills and diabetics yeah. and cancer it's not SS, cheap hmm. it's actually much more rather than spending on quality food and researching your ingredients yeah. Yeah. good yeah. food is your health insurance that's exactly that's your life yes your body cures itself you don't need medicines and doctors if you treat your body nice with nice food the body can be healthy without any issue this waggy smells amazing. You know, we were talking about this. <laughs> interesting. I mean, you know, food, health, it all interlinks. And uh, as Chef's saying there, you know, treat your body well, heal your body as you eat and mm. enjoy what you taste. And uh, and ask those questions when you go to restaurants. You know, where is this from? Mm. Where has it been sourced? Would you welcome that at Cavalli Cafe? Most certainly. I mean, uh, like we mentioned earlier, it's, it's an important element for us. A lot of, you know, a lot of our product is sourced locally for various reasons it's you know there's less of a carbon footprint we can rely on it getting here quicker you have the communication with the farmers as well, well exactly and you, you build that relationship i mean chef mark has been working with a specific um you know uh, grower that's been growing particular kinds of crests and uh, you know salads and herbs that he's used in the past and it's it's you know the lady develops stuff for him you it's know, fantastic so they, they experiment together which then ends up on our menu and he's pointing out some of those uh, leaves so and little cresses um, I think most of the people knows about the the wheat cress or mm. the grass yeah. cress, the wheat cress. So, yeah. uh, 
Carol, her name, is, she lives, she's originally, I think, a uh, graphic designer, and she decided to have a whole yes, week. I do. You know. <laughs> yes, I know. Right. She does also edible flowers. Mm. She's yes. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I discovered her hobby, and then I think I was one of the pioneers of start to work with her. Now she is a little bit expanded and, and then serves other restaurants. It's great. And, uh, it's brilliant. Food. Mm. Quite a few things we, sa- we, we came up with an idea that this seed would work, and then she, she planted it, and then we grow, and then, and then we really trying to actually match each flavor with the dish. Not so she's customizing the seeds for you, for, for, for your needs. Yes. That's nice. We worked out a few. Chef, days. it's you're doing a, s- a fine job there. It looks amazing. It smells amazing. We haven't tasted the beef just yet. It's just resting. He's just mm. poured some juices yes. over it. it looks when incredible. we come back, when we come back, we will be trying the dish and sharing that experience with you. But before we do that, let's fit in. Guess the ingredient. Mrs. We're up to Helen. With is this clue number four? Clue number four to our mystery ingredient competition. This is to win a thousand, and we're looking for two winners today. Uh, thousand dirhams each, up for grabs to spend at the Cavalli Cafe. Okay, so to, to to maintain the stronger taste that consumers expect, some spice companies add KN to heat up today's mystery ingredient. We have been uh, tweeting and Facebooking as we've moved through the show this morning. We've got Helen Farmer here from Good Magazine. She's been tweeting away so you can always connect with good magazine online as well as pick up picking up a copy of the issue you've still got time to pick up a cop this month of course yeah of course our new uh, the june issue obviously comes out next week the food revolution is on the on the shelves now and if anyone's going to the baby bazaar tomorrow uh, not sorry uh, sorry saturday morning nine o'clock at times square you can pick up a free copy of good if you get there fast enough fantastic sorry i've got a mouthful of the delicious wacky mm. <laughs> it is incredible well yes chef we have chef mark molnar executive chef at pragmark group along with mark egbury operations manager at Cavalli cafe and this is something you might try at the cafe it's at jbr or indeed if you're looking to cater a party small or large and uh, chef mark's been cooking up for us live on air this beautiful wagyu beef and and um, thank mm. you, Linda's bringing me a little piece over. Suzanne, mm. well, it is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's like butter. And I, I'm, I'm going to say out to the listeners right now, I don't even have a knife. Yeah, I didn't either. I have a fork <laughs> and a spoon, <laughs> and I've just separated it with the two. Yeah. So that's how soft beautiful. and tender and buttery mm. it is. It's got a lovely sear on it. Yes, melts in your mouth. Absolutely mm. delicious. Did you cook it in butter, Chef? No. Uh, sorry. Where's the microphone? <laughs> Did you no. cook it in butter? You used no. oil? Olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah. Delicious. Could be butter as well, but usually if I cook a steak in butter, I add in the uh, middle of cooking time. Yeah. And so that it doesn't burn. Yes. Yeah. And yes. you want a nice brown color, yeah. exactly. but you don't want to burn it. So. Yes, yes. And so you've served it really kind of medium rare. Are you one of those chefs that gets a little annoyed when people ask for a beautiful cut of meat <laughs> well done? Or do you uh do you take it and give the customer what they uh, want? Mm-hmm. You no, can be honest, was, to yeah, be honest. In, in earliest uh, uh, uh Stage of my career, yes, I would make scene and theater <laughs> situations, and, and I would refuse it. Then later on, I start to develop uh, because either either kind of cuisine I do, I always implement more and more kind of beef cuts because it's okay. my big passion. So we start to undercook things and make look like it's cooked more. Mm-hmm. So people, so we, for example, we cook medium well, but we make look that it's well done. So no one gonna complain. But at least I had a chance to yeah. kind of educate the people to serve them something juicier, because this is the point that 
the reason why you consume meat because the juice which has not just all the flavors mm-hmm. and the pleasure to consume it all the vitamins you believe or not mm-hmm. the beef is full of vitamins yeah, absolutely. and mm-hmm. enzymes and minerals is all there so yes. by the time you well done something it's everything gone mm-hmm. so you're eating like a sponge basically Mm. And you're so right about the vitamins within a a piece of good quality meat. You know, sometimes... just when you might be feeling a little bit run down or just not and then I eat some and I, and I feel good you can feel it having an mm. effect on your body and I think people underestimate that obviously it's up to you how much you want to eat and when you eat but certainly always choose That's a good cut yeah. a good quality yeah. it cheers yeah. you up as well if you're feeling a bit down to eat something really tasty if you're feeling to smile to your face then of course it gives then everything a lift and, and also for meat eaters I mean the fact that we eat meat people some people eat meat the, the animal who lives on grass, which lives on grass and should, mm-hmm. um, is metabolizing in their body something that you wouldn't eat. And we're getting the benefits of that yeah. through the that muscle before. of the animal. I mean, mm. that's why it's so good for us as well as, you know, as human beings to eat for some, for people who do eat meat. It's absolutely superb. And as you said, it is so, uh, the, it's moist, it's wet, it's delicious, it's very, very succulent. It's, it's waiting for me to have another mm. slice. Can yeah. I add that uh, another important thing, we were, because when we mentioned about health and about looking after the earth and not to waste, I also found it very important as a chef to, to work on uh, to using, like in England they used to say 20 years ago, nose to tail cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same for me is natural to more and more move. It's not very easy because people go to restaurant, they order filet and squid and they have the usual thing. They would not risk to try other things. So as a chef, is you, you have the challenge to try to steal in things that people maybe are not going to be put off mm-hmm. but once they eat. Because that cut, what I serve you, is actually, it's not filet or sirloin. The usual one is a tri-tip, which is some part of mm. the of the leg. Mm. Mm. The sort of, you were just pointing there. So it's kind of the, the top of, it's near the hip, actually. So the top mm. of the leg. It's uh, it's uh, yeah it's a secondary cut. Thigh. If I would Thigh. put on a menu and would say it, people would not try. But once mm. they try, they love it. Yeah. Mm. And then you're so mm. looking after to using all parts of the. I think it's yeah. fantastic. It's something again in Australia, meat and livestock. That Australia that they're encouraging is to explore the animal. Don't mm. just exactly. go for the same cut. And you haven't time. got that waste. And then you have these um, restaurants like the St John in London who do really do nose to tail. Mm. Um, mm. They're cooking things like the spleen. Mm. Um, and we, we're not saying it's a, a cheap cut but it's, it can be a less expensive cut and it encourages <coughs> you to be a bit more inventive about your cooking methods as well you know you get your slow cooker you look at things like the neck of a lamb and you and braising and searing and that educating yourself and learning how to cook these pieces of meat because the different parts of the animal needs needs to be treated in a different way so you can't just throw a piece of meat and cook it all one way that's right and 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 some of them are a lot less expensive <laughs> mark has just put another piece of work in his mouth and i've never seen such a big smile with this with a full mouth <laughs> i mean it, Coffee, no? <laughs> well, and no, talking of coffee, because the conversation hasn't stopped when it comes to coffee. Uh, people have been texting in throughout the morning. This is off the back, the back of this story coming out from the EU regarding how many espressos you should be drinking or being aware of what you're drinking. And people are saying, so what should we? You know, is it harmful? And what do you recommend? So our lovely Helen here from Good Magazine. The journalist. The journalist. <laughs> journo. She's been checking out stories. So the European Food Safety Authority, they're, they're saying... Um, no more than 400 milligrams per day. Thank you, Mark, for another piece of beef. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Um, so 400 milligrams per day um, under that has no health consequences. This is, um, this is what they're saying. So what you also need to be aware of, it's not just coffee where the caffeine lies. We've talked about energy drinks, and I think that's it's fair to say that's probably a less pure form of caffeine, and you have that, the extra chemicals added, which is 
also bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, but also things if you have, you know, if you have a bar of dark chocolate, an espresso for lunch, a tea at, you know, in the afternoon, and then an energy drink in the evening. It's what you have with the coffee. Exactly. You know, because often people, it's not just about coffee. It's about having a little cake, a little pastry. Exactly. And have a little the sugar. sugar. Right. Yeah. So you have to think about that too. So the main health issues raised were increased heart rate. Some people like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Higher blood pressure, irregular heartbeat, tremors, nervousness, insomnia, and panic attacks. Uh, the limit for pregnant women is 200 milligrams a day. Um, and, of course, with children, what they're saying is 3 milligrams per day for every kilogram that the child weighs. So to give you an idea, they're saying 400 is the limit. A cup of filtered coffee has about 90 milligrams. And any drink, about 80. Espresso, 80. Cup of tea, 50. Can of cola, 40. And chocolate between 10 and 25. So add it up during the day and don't you think you're getting your caffeine from your coffee? Well, the M is the, is the, the M word is really moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to always uh, think about that. Small doses of everything. Or you might prefer tea. I know that Chef likes his tea. I love my coffee. I love my tea as well. And coming out of the UK Guardian newspaper, they've done a full feature actually about tea in the UK. Now, British, they love their tea, supposedly. They're saying, actually, it's really gone downhill. And people are drinking tea without really Hmm. questioning, challenging how it's being made, the quality of the tea, and actually appreciating how it should taste. They're just eating substandard drinking substandard cups of tea. I, I would agree with that. And it was something I, I actually wasn't aware of until I went to a tea factory in Sri Lanka and you see um, how they effectively grade the leaves and where what, for no, no better than dust really, leaf dust, is put into tea bags and, and mass produced. Hmm. And you, tasting the, the finest kind of leaf and bud, the medium grade and then this dust, it was amazing how much the flavours, and I didn't even, even drink tea, I'm not a, for a, for a now, woman with an Irish mother, I'm a great <laughs> appointment to my family. Now, my common sense tells me that in the UK, of course, they love their tea. Are they not upholding the whole traditions of good quality tea? Well, this is what it's it's saying, is that they're not. It's more like a quick dunk in it. What a sad thing. And it's evolved where people, and this isn't just tea. I think this is, again, you know, about Mm. people just taking, they're not thinking about what they're eating and drinking. They're not being mindful. And actually, if you step back and go, hang on a minute, are you drinking a good cup of tea and I have to say I know uh, here in the UAE let me know where you can get a good cup of tea because I actually went with a friend of mine it became a bit of a sojourn on Saturday (laughs) where we were in a certain area of Dubai and we went to four different cafes for a cuppa and uh, it wasn't <laughs> happening, wasn't happening. It really? became a bit of an exercise. It wasn't just that we were going. One, but we started um, to say, actually, this is a feature. Yeah. Let's actually go <laughs> and try. because <laughs> like A woman on a mission. Yeah, mm. and it was either cold when it was being served. And with all the fancy schmancy mm. teapots and egg timers and all we don't care we just mm. need a good cup, cup of, of hot tea, good tea. Cup you're not going to yeah, name yeah. and shame i assume but yeah. um one of the places i think you can get a really good cup of is a bistro cafe which is next to jones the grocer and they take it mm. very seriously um in a similar way mark to you do your kind of cold drip and the, and the preparation mm. of that um they've got some some really fantastic teas there now chef i know you're a fan of tea mark yeah. uh let's uh, what's how would you make your tea um i agree and want to add something what is important to mention that uh the the quality teas are uh, there are even different grades of first second third and so many type of tea but what's important that usually the whole tea leaves and flowers where the commercial teas are kind of the leftover powder of the production what we having in little bags and and then after they overheat it so basically just comes like a very bitter and strong liquid 
where after the population get used to, to put a lot of sugar yeah, and lemon three inside. Yeah, teaspoons of sugar, which mm. has its own problems yeah. as well. That's, uh, like you're saying with adding sugar to coffee. Mm. It's, very, it's, a, it's a confused palate. It doesn't palette. make sense. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, somebody's suggesting trying Numi tea at Baker and Spice. Uh, oh, yeah, very that's nice. delicious. I have at home yogi tea, which I like to buy, and I'll take that when I'm on my travels where as well. Where do you buy the yogi tea from? Is that from Ripe? Uh, actually, it's from the Organic Cafe. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And, and in Cavalli Cafe, we have amazing teas. Mm. Tell us. My favourite is the rooibos. I'm, ah. I'm a big oh. fan of ah, South, South African. Yeah. Everything good from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, uh, every week on the Thursday brunch, we like to ask our special guests about their food fantasy. So when we come back, chefs uh, and uh, operations manager, there, Mark Egbury, mm-hmm. we're going to be getting your food fantasy. Before we do that, let's just squeeze in our. Is it our last one? This is the one. This is the final the clue. Guess the ingredient. Our final clue to our mystery ingredient competition to go into the draw to win a thousand dirhams to spend at the Cavalli Cafe in JBR. Today's mystery ingredient is part of Chef Mark Molnar's Hummus di Pomodoro Secchi con Focaccia. How's that recipe? Well done. We posted it up on our website, so have a peek for the final clue. Food fantasy. Food fantasy, as you can hear people munching and tasting the panna cotta for dessert. But let's get your food fantasies first. Our special guest, that's Mark Egbury, operations manager at Cavalli Cafe, along with executive chef Mark Molnar of Pragmar Group. So, yeah, it can be absolutely anything. It could be a dish that you've created, tasted, a place that you've visited, or somewhere you hope to go, or a dish you hope to try. It can be absolutely anything. So, executive chef, you're looking... Very pensive, looking at me, mm-hmm. looking at me, looking at you. What is your food fantasy? Well, I, I knew the question beforehand. I was thinking on different things. But uh, finally, just now, the last 10 seconds, I made up my mind. that <laughs> <laughs> Touching the subject of our catering idea, that's actually growing me for many years. Uh, well, as I mentioned, when it comes to catering, quite a lot of chefs uh, has, a, has a stubborn idea of, no, you cannot do this for that amount of people. And I believe that really, really nice thing is possible. It's a question of organizing it. So you can deliver for a high amount of people, really, really fresh, top quality. And then that is my dream, which is kind of now working on, to make it come true, that to start to cater people, all kind of uh, from yards to big groups to small groups to different ideas. uh, It's all doable. Yeah. And exactly. But it's got to be fantastic. It's challenge and fun- sometimes, but yeah. that's why we are there. And Otherwise it has to be a taste. It has to be successful taste-wise. It can't, you know, it's not just about saying, yeah, we managed to cater a yeah, large amount of people. It's the full experience. It's definitely. the full experience, yeah, exactly. Like you see that, that uh, Dubai Eye Studio didn't become health studio. Mm. Maybe <laughs> health, <laughs> health kitchen. The language was very good this morning. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm not happy with how we prepared, but uh, <laughs> next time we're going to be more smooth. But, but, but I do notice in what you've done, even in, you know, the challenges that you had here today, and obviously what Cavalli uh, Cafe is all about is not just the good ingredients and the, and the quality of the food but also the visual aspect of it that it actually looks beautiful mm. and that's part of the whole Cavalli thing right? it is. Mark your food fantasy oh, this, is a, this is a tough one but I guess uh, for me which is the only real fantasy I guess I was told to keep this above board so I'm gonna but um, 
Um, the ideal scenario for me would be that I could uh, literally eat what I wanted all day, every day, and not have to spend as much time in the gym. That's you know, a as great you, one. As yes. you get older, you know, it's just not fair. It just takes away all the joy in, in life. That would be uh, really wonderful, wouldn't it? And I still like Executive Chef's first fantasy, actually, which is to create a city which combined places like London, Paris, or your food heavens under one Do, under, Suzanne, in, within don't say four this, walls there will be a developer in Dubai now <laughs> yes thinking of it yeah. a new city this. and they'll call it world yeah. city or food, food city, city. <laughs> food city. Yeah. so what would be in your walled city of food that, drawing from which cultures city would be a mixture of uh, Barcelona Paris London Tokyo and Dubai so the Dubai path would be the the way of uh, in the morning, maybe go to your pool, or maybe if you if you go to work later, you go to the beach, or or maybe you order your lunch. You and always sun. That's very important. <laughs> I'm a very sunny person. It gives you energy. And then you have the tapas and the fresh food and fresh seafood of Barcelona and Spain in general. And then you have all the bistros and the terroir of Paris. And then you have the multicultural London. And then you have Tokyo. What, even if you've never been there, you imagine the the level of uh, fish and seafood and and uh, huge amount of food uh, I'm dreaming it I'm dreaming it Lass that is a great food so you don't have fantasy. to travel it would be cheaper it's just actually. all there it's all <laughs> just walk around beautiful yeah. absolutely and beautiful and outside of the walls all the farms are there it's mm-hmm. right on the, yeah. on the ocean yeah. but I think That's Dubai is slowly becoming something like this it takes time it's on the way but uh, I'm optimist food paradise <laughs> it's time to reveal our mystery ingredient the longest drum roll in the world <laughs> <laughs> keep you in suspense many of you have texted in we can reveal that the mystery ingredient was indeed paprika and what's ahead for you what's coming up over the weekend what's coming up over the next few weeks well, we've got quite a couple of functions lined up this weekend um we're catering for a little yacht party tomorrow for Kelly Lumberg. Nice. Um, oh, uh, a know. little yacht party. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Just a little jet ski party. Just, just a little <laughs> soiree. Um, and, um, yeah, we've actually, Mark and I have got uh, some meetings this afternoon to prepare for a... In uh, one hour. In one hour for <laughs> a, a, a very large penthouse party, which we're doing early next week. So... A lot, uh, a lot on the cards for uh, for us today. Fabulous. We have a great team. That's what we need to add. Mm. So if any one of our team members uh, listening is very important, that our success is the team, the family mm. who, who makes Indeed. it. Indeed. Well, thanks for being part of our little family this morning and uh, cooking for us and feeding us. Much appreciated. Helen Farmer, Good Magazine. What's happening for you guys? Uh, this weekend, I'm having a little rest after the, the, the madness of deadline day, taking baby swimming for her first swimming lesson tomorrow. Bit of cinema, nice. bit of food, um, and then back to it uh, next week for a really full-on issue. People think it calms down over the summer. It does no, not. it continues. It the deadlines not. are still there. And you were saying before, if people are going on Saturday... Yeah, if you're going to the Baby Bazaar at Times Square um, on Saturday morning, it's running from 9 until 2. Um, there'll be um, some free issues of good magazine there you're gonna have to get that early to grab one and quickly before i let you go just a question come in for chef um what's the best restaurant you know to go for vegetarian paella in barcelona or marbella Mm. (laughs) the best restaurant for vegetarians in barcelona Paella, paella, specifically. Ah, pa- uh, vegetarian paella. Yeah, mm. which doesn't really... It's wow, not, can yeah. you not have a, break yeah. the rules and have a nice proper paella once? <laughs> <laughs> because that's the whole idea. No? It's like 
let's have vegetarian sashimi. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to be sarcastic, but yeah. just <laughs> came across. I would go to uh, <laughs> the city of Valencia because that's the center of uh, paellas and rice dishes. And I think once you should re- risk to have a original one without being vegetarian with the rabbit and the chicken and but certainly a paella you can certainly have that and just take out all those things and uh, i mean i've made one at the farmer's market once before with just butternut squash Mm. i can i can already see a recipe doable definitely do but then uh, you're a little bit losing the paella part but definitely you could do yes i don't know that's not what they do well, Make it yourself. Nice vegetable Mushrooms stock would be good with it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe try it at home, but there's stuff. a few ideas there and uh, lots of ideas throughout the morning. And check out our website. We've posted up Chef's recipes. Uh, you have the quinoa recipe plus the hummus recipe from Cavalli Cafe. And uh, it's situated at JBR. And so check it out over the weekend, maybe. And recipes at DubaiEye1038.com forward slash Dubai today. We post all our recipes there each week. And check out our Facebook page as well that's it from me have yourselves a great weekend and i'll be back with you on sunday from 10 a.m